On today's Money with Friends, Kevin Plank, founder of Under Armour, steps down as CEO. What does that mean if you own stock in this company or any company where there's a regime change? Plus, are there any lessons for you as an investor? We'll have all that and Lynette Kilfani-Cox on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to Money with Friends, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement just outside Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Saul Cihai. And I'm Lynette Kalfani-Cox, the money coach just outside of Houston, Texas. And this is the show on on, uh, financial news and commentary, where we spend all of our time focusing on topics that'll help you as a saver, earner, and spender six days a week. We also do this live, as you just heard there from my hesitation, as I try to figure out, Lynette, where the heck in the script I am. Today's show show is brought to you by Tiller. Tiller Money, your financial life in a spreadsheet updated automatically every day. Only Tiller Money automatically keeps your finances up to date so you can track everything easily in one place. For 20% off your annual subscription, you can also kick the tires for a month free. Head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for more. Well, Lynette Kalfani-Cox, not only the money coach, she's also a best-selling author, many times over, former CNBC and Dow Jones reporter. But more important than any with that, we have her here with us today. How are you? Hey, that's um, I like that kind of introduction. <laughs> uh, I'm great. I'm doing very well and happy to join you again. Well, you're not stepping down as the money coach anytime soon, are you? No, I'm not. And, you know, like we were just talking about, I need to offload some of my duties. We have, you know, vendors and contractors and freelancers and, you know, a whole bunch of folks, but I probably need more just to to let me do less. (laughs) Well, let's, well, let's talk about that. Uh, Let's see first how Under Armour's doing it. Uh, But to get there, let's see who's kicking off today's show for us. This is Bethany from the Money Millhouse. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, it's time for our headlines. Hey, Joe, what's the big idea? All right. Today's piece, uh, brand new news, just a couple days old, out from CNBC, uh, Lynette's former stomping grounds. This is written by Lauren Thomas. Uh, The headline reads, Kevin Plank started Under Armour in his grandmother's basement. 23 years later, he hands over the reins. Uh, She writes, Kevin Plank built Under Armour from scratch in his grandmother's basement, Washington, D.C. In its first full year in business in 1996, Under Armour did $17,000 in sales. Last year, Lynette, slightly higher. It was $5.2 billion with a B. In a surprise move he announced on two Tuesday, he's stepping aside as CEO on January 1st and be succeeded uh, by COO Patrick Frisk. As executive chairman and brand chief, Plank will still work closely with Frisk. Baltimore-based Under Armour has faced its share of hurdles, though. It's been caught up in a sales slump in North America while combating the likes of Nike, Adidas, and how do you pronounce it? Is it Lululemon or Lululemon? I don't, I, I seriously don't know. Cheryl and I fight about this all the time. People pronounce it differently, but Lululemon, let's say. Yes. Your audience can tell me. In a cutthroat sports apparel and sneaker market, the company also came face to face with its own hashtag Me Too movement in 2018 when the company, I'm sorry, when the public learned that employees had charged visits to strip clubs on their corporate credit cards. Women at the athletic clothing company said it was a symptom 
of poor culture. Some people are happy to see the 47-year-old Plank sticking around because he's been the face of the brand for so long and has held such a loud voice about his vision for Under Armour. Plank told CNBC the move was ultimately his decision and that he and Frisk will, quote, divide and conquer duties. Frisk will still report to him. He added he will be able to better focus on the longer term. So th- th- this is this is a this yeah. is a tough thing. If you own Under Armour stock, if you're somebody that owns a company, and there's now a change at the top of the company, is this a time to look at your company and think about selling? You think, Lynette? I don't think so. Automatically, um, certainly, what we saw in terms of the performance of the stock is that it actually rose six percent. Um, but overall, Under Armour has underperformed its competitors over the past year. I think it's up about 18% or so. The, the, the article referenced um, kind of specifically, they, they talked about um, more than 18%, but Nike yeah. stock being up 30%, over yeah. 30%. And uh, Lululemon, if that's the way you pronounce it, up more than 68% for the year. So, you know, Really good companies have deep benches and they have management teams in place, succession plans, and, you know, not just relying upon one key executive. And I get it that this guy is obviously tied to the brand because he's the founder, et cetera. Um, But whether it's an Apple situation where Steve Jobs is no longer there or, um, you know, a Bill Gates type of transition to someone else, if you have a really strong brand and you're doing the right things in terms of customer service and product, et cetera, I don't think as an investor, you should say like, Oh my God, it's time for me to, you know, uh, sell just because one, even a key person has left and certainly not the CEO role since he still has these, these two other roles. Yeah. And I also think that if the brand isn't strong and clearly Under Armour hasn't been strong, that if I'm an investor, I should expect a change. And, and I actually think it's a sign of maturity for a CEO of an underperforming brand, a founder, especially to say, you know what, I don't have all the answers. Maybe somebody else does. And you know what, talk about maturity because so many other times, uh, and obviously this is a brand that's a, a, aligned itself with athletics a lot, right? And performance uh, wear, as they as they called it, um, hockey, baseball. You know, they've signed uh, basketball players like Steph Curry. And so, when you look at business and when you look at athletics and professional sports, what do we see? Often it's the opposite. You know, guys are kind of gotten getting pushed out the door, like okay, you're past your prime, your time is done, or you're not performing, or as a business leader, your company isn't performing the way it should be or the way it had done in the past. And so, yeah, I think he had a rough 2017, 2018 was kind of like, and so he's recognizing that, yeah, you know what, I'm going to turn over the the, the reins in terms of the CEO role. And we're going to try to, you know, build the brand, boost revenues and, and, and grow and extend the, the foundation that he laid. And, and nobody can argue that this guy has been a, a huge success. I mean, like you said, going from 17,000 in sales at founding to over $5 billion in sales last year, uh, that's a remarkable feat. 
But, but, but I got to go back to something that you said. Do you think that in the company board meetings, when they're, when they're setting up their strategies, they talk about the company going, uh, uh, uh? I, I don't think necessarily that that, um, they don't, they technical don't technical language and that professional <laughs> assessment comes quite into play, but they might go, eh, 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 if they see the stock going down, I don't know. <laughs> That's my favorite term I've had anybody ever use on the show. Uh, uh, but, 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 don't say it now. Don't say Lynette said we should watch out for going. Eh, eh, eh. That's, <laughs> you know? right. That's every company in America. You know they talk about win-win and not going. Yeah. Er, 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 right. The the, the uh, I mean clearly the company's lost its way. I I, I don't know any time when it's appropriate for a company for a company to uh, pay for trips to a strip club like like when you're when you're that far going the wrong way you yeah. know we talked about sign of maturity but exactly. uh, maybe there was and some growing actually, up that needed to happen I mean, just let's put it in a bigger context because the story raised the idea about the me too movement and it also speaks to not just poor decision-making and um, corporate culture, but it does speak to a lost business opportunity with the other half of the world, women. And so I think that the fact that they've not gotten so much into the um, athletic leisure wear side of the business where other brands have, and they've recognized that a lot of people just want to be comfortable and they want to be in like, you know, their, their kind of leggings or sweatpants types of, you know, athletic wear and not, they're not so hyper-focused on, you know, the, the, the wear itself has to give me the ultimate performance so that I can perform like, you know, Steph Curry when I'm on the back on the basketball court or whatever. <laughs> they're missing out on a, on a business opportunity this whole thing about the strip clubs and not having enough women executives or listening to their audience, you know, who could potentially be a much higher percentage of women, all of that I think really comes into play. And so we're going to see how they address that, that challenge as well. If, if, if you start a, a company yourself, or if you're doing anything, I think getting back to this though, sign of maturity and maybe sign that you've lost your way or sign that you need to do things differently. Having the guts to hire some outsider, take it, especially when it's your baby. I mean, that takes a lot of guts, but that also is fantastic. You and I, before we hit record today, we're talking about coaches, you know, and sometimes hiring a coach or hiring somebody to help you get to the next level can can add huge value just 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 with your um blind spots you know we all have blind spots and we don't know where they are maybe we do know where they are and we just don't know how to address them and having somebody do that is it can be a huge win and you know i think about this in the context of exit and or transition because a lot of us don't know when it's time to go and so um uh, you know, my husband is a book agent and, and a publisher and obviously owns half of our business. But once he um, commissioned a book called uh, a relationship book called How to Know When It's Time to Go. Uh -huh. um, but that same philosophy certainly plays out and is true for business leaders um, and executives. Um, even for even if you're not running a major publicly traded you know, company, if you're, you know, uh, at the helm of your own smaller mom and pop business, you should know when it's time to go and or transition. And so part of the transition might not necessarily mean completely turning over control, 
But it might mean, as you and I were talking about before we went live on the podcast, it might mean the transition to letting other people take over jobs, responsibilities, yeah. functions and duties that you as a founder or as a CEO really should not be doing. Yeah. And that is actually healthy um, growth producing, revenue generating, you know, for your business. So totally worth uh, considering doing. Yeah. Giving away the fact that you might not know everything might be helpful. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I hear so many really good leaders say that they like to hire people who are smarter than them. They don't want to be the smartest person in the room because then that means you've done something wrong. Your hiring hasn't been as effective as it could be in, in so many areas. It's, uh, that leads to my next point, which is that uh, Lynette and I here in a second are going to have our big takeaway. And I actually had a takeaway, but that sparked an even bigger one, Lynette, what you just said. So I can't wait to share that with everybody. Can't wait to hear yours. We're going to do that in just a second. But for just a moment here, I want to talk about our sponsor, Tiller, because Tiller money is the way that I like to manage my money. And they've changed it up. They used to have just a few templates to choose from. And now, you don't even need a template. Sure, you can still use one of theirs. They also are having a competition at Tiller. If you head to their 2019 Spreadsheet Builders Challenge, you can take part in that, possibly win some money from Tiller, or just take advantage of the fact that there's a community of people who are all talking about how to manage your money using spreadsheets. I'm the type of person, some people in that, they love spreadsheets and they think that's fantastic. That is not me. That is not me at all. You say spreadsheet, and I'm like, oh, please, no, 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 no. I love Tiller, though, because whenever I open up an app, and I've used many of them because we talk about fintech so much on Stacking Benjamins, that uh, there's always something about an app that I don't like. But with Tiller, I can take a template, and I can change it because it's a spreadsheet, dumb it down a little bit, because that's the way I like to do it, and then, and then I have it exactly the way I want it. I press one button, everything downloads to it, super easy. So for twenty for 20% off trying it out yourself. Lynette, you could try it out yourself. 20% off just because you know me. You're welcome. And I think I will. You're absolutely <laughs> welcome. Uh, and you get to kick the tires for 30 days for free even before that, by the way. Head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. All right. Time for us to give you our big takeaways from this piece. Uh, Lynette, where, where, where are you going to go with this one? So my takeaway is if you go, you just might grow. And essentially, this means that if you go and leave something that you were, you know, holding on to for dear life, whether that's a business, sometimes even a relationship, a location, you know, um, because sometimes people don't want to transition physically from some place to another place. If you go and just take that next step, you might actually just grow, grow as a person, grow to learn, to learn something about yourself. Or if you're a business founder and it's been, you know, X number of years or it's time for a transition, if you go, the business might grow. <laughs> so um, I think this is an example and we're going to obviously have to wait and see what happens with Under Armour, but um, could be good days ahead. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, uh, it's funny because I had a takeaway that was similar to that because I totally agree. I mean, I'm coming around to that way of thinking. Let's, let's put it that way, that maybe a little less Joe and other people, uh, uh, helping me out is going to help me grow more and my company grow more. But 
My takeaway is one that I learned a long time ago from a great business uh, guru, a guy named Tom Peters, talking about how the best person that we all want to be around are people who help us grow our resume. And then he said, if you can become that person, whether it's people that work for you, people that work around you, if you try to help people grow their resume, people will always, always come back to you. So it's funny when you see bosses, bosses who are horrible bosses are people that try to keep people down, make sure that they get all the glory for everything all the time. If you let that go and instead help the people around you get where they want to go, you'll always be taken care of. And I found that to always be the case. And those are, Lynette, the people I'm always attracted to. It's a very attractive quality to be somebody to, to, um, uh, uh, somebody I always want to be around is somebody who I know is going to help me uh, grow in my game. And if we can be that for each other, uh, I think that's fantastic. And and hopefully here, Kevin Plank, not only, not only stepping down helps Under Armour, but also helps the new COO, helps the whole company. I mean, it's pretty exciting. Absolutely. Yep. Well, tell me what's going on as the money coach right now, because I know you're probably just sitting around with your feet up. There's nothing going on. Um, a couple things. One is uh, we're building out more courses for Money Coach University. Um, that's always fun. Um, Earl and I are going to do something around couples and entrepreneurship. So we'll be making an announcement pretty soon about that. Um, I have been learning stock trading. All right. <laughs> I thought that might shock you. Um, so, um, you know, I've written a book on investing and, you know, I've always taken, you know, the long term buy and hold approach. And in any event, recently, I, I just started taking a course on uh, uh, trading stocks. And I was like, OK. And the, the way it was kind of pitched to me is that trading is a skill set that anybody can learn. You know, we know the odds are not good. You know, I'm not trying to become sure. a day trader or anything like that. But um, I was like, OK, I actually do want to learn. Let me just, you know, so I'm in the court. I'm in the middle of that. And it's actually pretty fun, but I'm a geek and I like investing in general. So, you know, we'll see how that how that goes. And I'm not trading any real money yet. It's just simulations and, and, and all that good stuff. I love that. Wow. The uh, the. Um you know, I think there's just so many correlations between managing your own money and like fundamental analysis of a company, like sure. c companies that have a lot of debt. Why, why would I buy stock in that company versus a company that doesn't have debt or a company that has a lot of cash flow? So, you know, you learn to manage your own money that way, right? That's More right. cash flow, dump the debt, all that stuff. And yeah. everybody can find, you can find everything at askthemoneycoach.com, correct? Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Well, on behalf of Lynette, I'm Joe. We'll be back here together, the two of us, tomorrow on Money with Friends. See you next time. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. 
You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.